and he was just so encouraging and he gave the best advice ever was just go slow you know find your own pace and um, anyone can run because part of why I didn't really get into running was I didn't think I looked like a runner you know I thought you had to have a certain body type and um, that I didn't have that but what Francis Chang um, told me and convinced me was that anybody can run We'd like to thank Leadership Lab Consulting for the snacks and the space for tonight's podcast. When you're not building your running capacity, why not consider building your leadership capacity? To find out more about Leadership Lab Consulting, check them out online. Here's the show. Welcome to the Happy Feet Podcast. I'm your host, Dave McMillan. I'm here with co-host Cam Ultra Trois. I'm here. <laughs> Marathon Dove. <laughs> and this week's guest is Sandra Bowden. Thanks for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we're pleased to have you. And first off, right off the bat, tell us about your last run. Okay. My last run was last night, about seven kilometers at the William McDonald track. All on the track. Oh, yes. I'm putting lots of kilometers <laughs> on the track. Okay. Yeah, but... Any particular reason? Uh, yeah, so last year with COVID... Um, okay, let me go back to February. So February of 2020, I gave away the treadmill that was in our garage and that we hadn't really used for a few years because we've been going to the field house track. So February, I'm like to my son, we don't need this anymore. <laughs> and I gave it to a person who someone was asking for a treadmill. And then a month later, we're like, we need the treadmill. <laughs> So, but we didn't get it back. Um, but, um, so we kind of waited until it got a little warmer and went outside. And mm-hmm. we did our usual running around town and that. But we re- realized, you know, we're dodging people and all of that. So we went and checked out the track, the William McDonald track. Okay. And we did a few runs there. And we just decided to stay there for this summer and fall. So we pretty much did all of our outdoor runs there. And then this year, we're just continuing that. Oh, very nice. Yeah. How, how do you find that compared to the treadmill? Better. And yeah. so, yeah, in, in line of um, preference for me, um, treadmill definitely lasts. Mm-hmm. And then um, field house. Field house is pretty great when you can't get outside. And then the track outside... But then I still like road running because I've realized that the track slows me down a lot because of the gravel. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of slipping and sliding in the gravel. That's true. Yeah. Because I I can talk a little bit more about that when we talk about the challenge later, why I changed. Oh, yeah. From, yeah. Yeah, okay. You almost see like spikes or something or like cleats. To yeah. Hit in the yeah. <laughs> I no. noticed that too. Like it, yeah. when you're going through there, loose gravel. It's, it's just so much harder. Mm-hmm. And um, it's bumpy and a whole lot of little right? holes and stuff and too. And there's, yeah, yeah, spaces. So you're kind of jumping over them. But what is great about the track, the outdoor track is you can wear your earphones for music, mm-hmm. which I don't do if I'm out in the road. You don't have to worry about traffic. That's true. Yeah. Um... It's, yeah, and running with my son, he doesn't have to 
worry about me or slow down to wait for me. We can each do our own thing and, you know, get there at the same time, do our own thing and then leave. So it's much um, less stressful for him. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice I haven't seen you or seen you out with him for quite a while. Yeah. And I guess that's you go there. And, yeah. That's where you've been hiding. So last weekend, yeah, we went... We went both Saturday and Monday, but it looks like you went Sunday. That's my long yeah, Monday. Yeah, right. Yeah. How, how did you get into running? Okay, well, so it kind of all started almost 20 years ago, actually, this, thinking about it. My late husband was a runner, and so we always had a treadmill in the house. So he always did the treadmill, never did outdoor runs. But um, so about... 20 years ago, I was 40 or, you know, a little over 40 and thinking, okay, you know, I've done aerobics, step aerobics, whatever, all mm -hmm. of that person of the eighties. Right. And, um, I thought, let me try this running. It looks okay. So I bought a book that uh, the title was running for women over 40. So I was just about that age. And it was written by Catherine Switzer, and I don't know if you're familiar with that I, name, but... I'm not. Yeah. Who's, um, who is she? She was not quite the first, but the first kind of most famous woman to run the Boston Marathon. Yeah. She was the one that they tried, the, oh. the Jack, the owner or the, the manager of the Boston okay. Marathon. There, there's a famous Literally, picture. Literally, yeah. Of... Physically was pulling her off the track and yeah. her football boyfriend decked him and she kept running with her coach and her boyfriend and yeah so she had written this book and um, so in it there was a, a program a training program to run walk and then by the end you would be running 30 minutes straight so I did that all on the treadmill ran you know got up to running 30 minutes straight and then I don't know what happened the next few years because I kind of stopped and I just looked at the book again uh, the other night and there's no further plans so I'm thinking maybe that's why I didn't you know really continue mm -hmm. on because there wasn't mm -hmm. there was something where you could run to an hour but I think life probably just got in the way at that point well, and it happens yeah and I'm not going to say I loved it either <laughs> you know I'm not going to say that I loved and that was running. entirely on a treadmill it was all on the treadmill yeah okay. yeah so then a, a few years later, in um, 20, 2007, so April of 2007, so we're, we're going back 15, 14 years, um, I joined a Learn to Run program. And I'd been thinking about it for a few years, and you know, every spring mm -hmm. you see groups of people out running, and it's like, oh, I should you know, do that. But I was working as a school principal at, a t at the time, and so April, May, June, you just never, I never had the time to commit to the evening runs, whatever. But this, in 2007, I said I'm going to do it, which I realize I tend to take on challenges when I'm extra busy because I was leaving one school, going to be principal at another school, which, you know, it's two, three jobs in one. So I'm like, let's add on something there. Why not? Why not? So I did it, and I don't know if you remember Francis Chang. Everyone keeps talking about... Uh, I heard Chang. somebody, <laughs> yes, on yeah. one of the earlier podcasts, and I'm like, that's it, my guy too, because okay. I give him all the credit it, for me. 
starting to run and still running. Okay. It, it yeah. sounds like he was he was heavily involved with the Java runners, and I'm not sure. If he well, actually... he did he own Body Works or what was the oh, place down past Fraser Towers, or he was yeah. part okay. of? Yeah, yeah, I don't know the full thing, but he organized the runs, and um, he actually led the one I was in. And he was just so encouraging, and he gave the best advice ever, was just go slow, you know, find your own pace, and um, anyone can run. Because part of why I didn't really get into running was I didn't think I looked like a runner. You know, yeah. I thought you had to have a certain body type, and mm-hmm. um, that I didn't have that. But what Francis Chang um, told me and convinced me was that anybody can run you just need to find your own pace you don't go too fast you, mm-hmm. you don't do too much at a time and so you know I probably started with what 15 seconds of running and you know a minute yeah. of walking however that goes and that was 2007 and um you know I'm really good at starting things and not kind of completing and finishing but I'm just so proud of myself that 14 years later, I am still doing this. Oh, that's really and great. Yeah. yeah, I've, anytime I see him, I always tell him thank you. So what, I guess what changed? You, uh, the first time you tried it, you said you didn't like it. After this, Ooh, you seemed changed? to like really caught on. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely the running community. Definitely, um, you know, having some times to go and um, be with people. We were all, you know, doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if anyone is hesitant to get started, that may be the way to go. Um, and it's just such, they start out so slow that anyone can do it. And it was so encouraging. And they did the, you know, running to the back to, to yeah. so uh, pick back. up people there. And I just, I found it so supportive and encouraging. There was another person there too. I think she might still be around. Her name was Joyce, but I can't remember her last name. She was great. Just all the people were great. And I think over the winter, that winter, I maybe kept you know running on the treadmill. Um, and that part could be a challenge for a lot of people is to continue doing it through the winter. Exactly. It's easier. It's well, it's so accessible. Just go outdoors, throw some shoes on. Yeah. But during the winter, it's cold. Well, it's not um, as easy to get out there and do it. Yeah, but for me, it was way more convenient because I didn't have to do, you know, get ready, go someplace, and mm-hmm. come home again. I'm basically, I think of myself as a pretty lazy, you know, person. <laughs> but then, in more positive yeah. words, it's like efficient. <laughs> Let's, if we can do something the efficient way, I want to do it that way rather than, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's funny because um, I had another, there was another person doing the Learn to Run program too. And she encouraged me to do the half that year. But I was like, no, there's no way I can do a half marathon. Like just starting to run in April and then mm-hmm. do a half marathon in um, in August. But the next year... I did do the half marathon. And I think what I was doing, I was finding some people to talk to about running too. I bought all kinds of books. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just really 
started researching and but I don't know if I can tell you specifically why you know okay. like what changed and why what, what uh, I kept at it is, is there like any specific books uh... yes well then back then I was pretty much buying anything so not really anything specific but now like over the years so I've given lots away there's a few I've kept um, I tend to keep the books now that are written kind of specifically for women runners and kind of particularly older women runners. Now that I uh, am of a special age, which we will get to. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a secret. But. And um, so now what I find I'm reading is I've got a book called Run Forever, Running Until You're 100. So, you know, from there you can see my goal is to just keep running for as long as I am living. Yeah. Um, running pain-free, uh, but running. So, you know, I'm really motivated. It's a great goal. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's nothing about being fast. Nothing <laughs> about going it's far. being active and, yeah. and on your feet. Yeah. yeah. And being mobile and just being able to do it. Yeah. I think we see a lot of uh, older people who are, who just start. They retire and they sort of sit around and mm-hmm. and then they then they start to have trouble walking and and then yeah like you have to keep moving yeah you have to keep moving that's that's kind of where I'm coming from yeah. now. Um, have you heard of John Stanton? Oh, the yeah. running room. Yes, oh, the running room. So um, I've actually met him a few times and. A memory came up in my pictures today about, um, it was in Halifax. So I've done the Blue Nose a couple of times because oh. I, I grew up in Nova Scotia. Okay. So I have Nova there. Scotia. Yeah. Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lots, lots of us around. So I've uh, gone back and done the Blue Noser uh, a couple of times. And he, you know, the running room, I think, sponsors that one. I'm pretty sure it's one of the sponsors because he would be there during, okay. like, t- it's over the main long weekend. Been, he might have been like a guest for the expo. I think that's a yeah. Scotiabank. Yeah, title. Scotiabank. But, yes, yeah. exactly. You're but right. They, it's a they may yeah. be like He's, one he of the was totally, too. And so he would host like a 3K run the night before. The oh, friendship, cool. the friendship yeah. run. You've done that? The friendship that? run. I've done it. Yeah. And the picture that I have, well, no, you, <laughs> oh. you guys can see after. But I'm sitting right beside him because, you know, we go in to the running room uh, place in Halifax. I forget the name of the street. But Spring Garden. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I went to university there, but I don't know any of the streets. Yeah. And so lots of people were there, and he's, you know, talking about the run, and he's encouraging. But um, I love him because he just encourages all people. He's a you know? really positive he's person. He's positive. He's down to earth. He's uh, He remembers people because then... I saw him in Manitoba because I've done a couple of the Scotiabank um, mm-hmm. um, marathons in Manitoba and he remembered me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but can I tell you a little story he told us in Halifax about Yellowknife? Sure. Because he's been here. Oh, really? Yeah, he was here. So it was when Terry Chang, um, she invited John Stanton to come up to Yellowknife from out of Edmonton. And he was like, well, if you can get a crew of, you know, 100 people to run the marathon, I'll come up, whatever. And she said, yeah, we've got all these people signed up. And so he came up and he said they had their um, 
macaroni, what did you call it, noodle, uh, pasta dinner all together, okay. and there were all, all kinds of people there. And then he was at the Explorer Hotel overnight, and he looks out the window in the morning, and there's a snowstorm. Oh. <laughs> and he goes to start the marathon, and there's like five people to oh, run no. with him. So, yeah, he told that story to all of us in... Uh, I don't know what time of year that would have been. August. Oh, <laughs> it was still August. <laughs> yes. So that was his you know, one trip to the Illinois. <laughs> I, I met him in Ottawa at the okay. uh, 2016, I think maybe, Ottawa Marathon. I can't remember, 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. And it, there was so many people in line. Mm-hmm. And he just... Just kept talking to me. He didn't care how many. He doesn't care. He doesn't care who's waiting. He's talking to you as if you're the only person there. I totally felt that. Right. He was a really, really cool guy. He's a cool guy. He's he's so down to earth, and he's so um, he still motivates people. Like you don't have to go fast. You don't have to go far. Mm -hmm. You find your own pace. And I mean, he must be in his seventies now, and he's still out there leading. (laughs) What a job, hey! Travel around the world and. (laughs) Exactly. It's a dream job, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Oh, and I know someone had talked about Halifax being hilly before. Um, I didn't find that. No. And I don't know why I didn't find it because, you know, I did all the training here. Oh. Right? And, yeah, I go down there and I, I did it in like 235, I think, something like that, which is no different from what I would do here. Yeah. So, yeah, except the, at the very end, it's the worst at the very end because there is a big hill. Like, you literally have to run up this big hill. Uh, it's near the Citadel. Yeah. And the finish line is up there. And it's the worst because <laughs> you should never have to run up a hill to the finish line. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one part I remember seeing from that route. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of put me off a bit. Oh. It's it's terrible. Yeah. And I love, you know, the last bit of the finish, but I don't love going uphill to it. It's cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> anyway. I uh, I get the impression you're quite a travel runner. You know, yes. Yes, I do enjoy that. I do enjoy that. Um, but at the same time, it's been convenient, be, you know, having family in Halifax and having a, a good friend in uh, Winnipeg. Actually, she lives in northern Ontario, but we just meet up in Manitoba. And she is about 10 years older than me, and I convinced her to do that half with me. And so we walked it. I, I did walk it with her, but we did that a few years ago, too. The first one I ran... 2015, 2016, something like that. It starts at 7 o'clock in the morning because, you know, the weather in Winnipeg in June is hot. But at Mm -hmm. 7 o'clock in the morning, and I had written it on the back of my bib because I write little details on the back of my bib. Do you collect all your bibs? I do. I was bringing them tonight, and I thought, oh, that would look so nerdy. But I was them in my fist. That would have been so cool. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'll I'll leave them (laughs) because... Okay, I should have brought them. I like those more than the medals. Me too. Bibs and t-shirts. Those are my things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, and so I write the details, usually the okay, weather. The date, and, uh... You know, yeah, the date and the time and, you know, how I, I felt kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and this um, Manitoba one was 7 o'clock in the morning. 
It was 25 degrees already and 96% humidity. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it was not quite raining. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which would have been so wonderful, right? Like a nice drizzle would have been so wonderful. So I started out really well. And, you know, so it was a half marathon and I was about halfway done. So an hour and I'm feeling good. But then something, you know, something happened. And the last half of that run, it was like I was running in zombie land. There was not a sound. There were like hundreds of people around and running and spectators watching. And you couldn't hear a thing. All you could hear was the sound of oh, because of the show. weather. People couldn't even talk. Oh, they couldn't even, you know, because of the weather exactly. Yeah. And the people on the sides, they were going, "Good run, <laughs> way to go." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh man, if, if, if they can't conjure up a little bit of energy, no wonder I'm feeling like this." Uh, yeah. And when I got to the end, um. I talked to, you know, a couple of people and they were mm -hmm. stretching. And there was one woman who had done it five or six times before. Like, she lived there. Yeah. And she said this was the first year. She just about quit. Wow. So I'm like, okay, you know, this this is okay. And they had the best after-run snack, potato chips. <laughs> Salty, delicious <laughs> potato chips that were so good. Oh, yeah. The, the running theme. Yeah. Potato chips, pickles. <laughs> Yeah, I might have noodles. to try the pickles. I don't know. I don't really like them, but <laughs> potato chips when it's hot, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What makes yeah. a good race? Or like what? Well, let me tell you um, about one that you know I am particularly proud of that nobody really knows about. So I did do the half in two thousand eight. That was my first half, and did that. Um, it was great did it the next year, 2009, did the half. So 2010 comes and I'm like, I think I'm ready for a marathon. Oh. I was 49, I was just approaching 50. And I'm like, I'm going to do a marathon before I turn 50. So started the training, you know, that uh, probably, oh, by this time I was at the track, because I think I started at the field house track through the winters around 2010. Okay. About 10 years ago, yeah. So probably did some stuff there. Oh, another thing I do is, you know, those runner diary books? They're red and they're, you know, they have the year on them. I'm really not familiar, familiar with these. Um, yeah, it's just a, a runner's it's just calendar. A okay. Yeah. And um, so I started buying those in 2008 and I would half keep a diary let's put it that way so whenever uh, something big happened or sometimes I logged a lot of runs and then other times I've looked through and there's months where I haven't written anything so it's yeah. kind of like that but um do, do you still have them going back oh yeah oh. I could have brought them too but <laughs> yeah so I have I have kept those yet do, and do you ever look bit. back through them oh yeah totally yeah yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it helps me remember because <laughs> some things I can't quite remember. But in 2010, yeah, so I started, um, I started training outside probably April. You know, that's usually when mm -hmm. I get outside here. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then trained all summer for that. 
and did my longest run of 30 kilometers because I'm a big believer in undertraining rather than overtraining because that would be like too much work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. yeah. That, that's my philosophy. I like this training. I like this philosophy. Okay. <laughs> I really do feel race day um, adrenaline will get you there and I'm not going to get to 32 kilometers and quit. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But if you think you're the kind of person that might quit at that point, then maybe you have to do the full amount. But, um, yeah. Often they say people are trying to prove to the, especially in your first. Yeah. You're trying to prove to yourself that you're capable. Exactly. So that's why you might run 38K when totally. you're supposed to run 42. Like, yeah. it's four more kilometers, you might have just done a, exactly. might as well have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I was I was going on stubbornness. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> <For> idea. <myself. laughs> so um, I was I was ready. I was and that was here. Ready. Uh, it was the one here. Okay. Yeah. So a couple of weeks before the marathon, um, I was we were going um, to Nova Scotia for the whole family was getting together for a family reunion. So we're all in Nova Scotia, and uh, you know I remember doing a couple of long runs there and the taper right. So not, not as long runs over the last few weeks. And then coming back here to run the uh, marathon. And my mom ended up getting sick. So I didn't come back. I actually stayed longer to be with her. So the weekend of the marathon comes, like whatever it was, mid-August. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've done all this training and anyone who's done a marathon you know mm-hmm. the training is the hardest part and yeah. the biggest part and right it's yeah, yeah. they always say the, the marathon is the victory lap yeah it's <laughs> like once you get to the start line you've won as far as I'm concerned yeah so I'm like I'm not wasting all of this training so uh, I, and I my home I grew up in rural Nova Scotia so it's really country but I went to the next little town and I was able to find a seven kilometer loop it was like seven kilometers. They called it the four mile square, but <laughs> that's from the old days when, <laughs> yeah. And it, so it was a seven kilometer loop. And I'm like, okay, I just have to do that six times and then I'm good. Sounds easy. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds easy. So I planned the week. I was going to do the same weekend, but I chose the Saturday instead of the Sunday. But that was all weather related because it was going to be way hotter and way more humidity. Okay. Like Nova Scotia can get hot. Yeah. in the summertime yeah. so I'm like okay I'll do it on this Saturday and I'll take my car and park it with I actually took salt that time you know and actually took a few not bites but licks of salt oh. in between just because I was sweating so much and it was just something I'd read okay. that you could yeah, do keep I should have bought chips but I didn't know about that <laughs> at the time <laughs> and my water and I can't remember if I took snacks or whatever, but yeah. And so, so I started off and I'd run through town and I did the seven kilometer loop yeah, and I come which, to the car. Which town? Parisboro, Parisboro, okay. Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then I'd park the car, I'd stop at the car, take a drink, do a little stretch, whatever. Start off again, go around seven kilometer loop. I would actually the loop went around the hospital where I was born which was now a, it's now bed and breakfast in Parsboro, oh. but it was the hospital where oh. I was born. So that was pretty neat. Nice. Yeah. And, um, oh, I did not take music that time. Usually I always ran with music, but I thought, 
no, I'm going to feel this. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to experience it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I actually did that. It took about five and a half hours because I was really, I was generous with my breaks. And were you just right? by yourself? I was by myself. Yeah, I got my sister and her husband to come and check on me during the last loop. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. just because because I, I wasn't quite sure because that was my first marathon, right? So between kilometer thirty two and forty two, <laughs> I I was going on faith there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about it was um, after I finished, I went and drove to so Paris was right on the Bay of Fundy, and I was able to go and just submerge myself into the coldest water ever um but it was fantastic wow yeah that's a great way that was memorable yeah that was really great but you know no fanfare nobody (laughs) knew about it nobody really cared because my family you know like to my mom running was something like why would you ever do it yeah I'm probably, should be I'm sweeping sure the floor instead. <laughs> yes, probably by the fourth time. <laughs> exactly. Get a few looks. And I always worry about stray dogs, like dogs sort of thing. And a couple of times I heard them bark, but I was okay. So that was, wow. you know, yeah. Yeah, that, I was that proud sounds like such a for personal that. experience. Yeah. And that sounds like a great achievement. To, yeah. To refer, uh, to yeah, it, it, it really was. So when people ask me how many I've done, I say one official and one unofficial. But, you know, to me, the unofficial one is, it's, it's just as big. And then I did the official marathon here in 2012. So two years later, okay. I actually did it. Yeah. How, how did that compare? How did that compare? So, well, my personal circumstances were very different at that time because that, um, that year my husband was diagnosed with cancer. So he had been diagnosed in February. So um, this one, it was my, you know, my way to kind of control things. I'm a long time educator and you may know mm-hmm. that educators like to control things. <laughs> I think that's a common theme in, a, <laughs> in our profession, but yeah, so, you know, there were things out of control in my personal life. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And it was almost like a, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this to cancer kind of thing. Like, it's my way to, you know, I don't want to say fight back, but it's my way to stand up to it, I guess. Okay. You know, it was, mm-hmm. those were the thoughts going, going on in my head. Um. So did the training and yeah, I did that one. It was kind of funny because you know how the marathon is two of the half marathon laps, right? Yes. And then you have to go through the, we had to go through the Overlander station maybe four times, right? For yeah. the marathon? Yeah. So on the third time I go through, it's like, oh, yay, you finished. And I'm oh, like, no. oh, I wish. <laughs> Still have another hour here to do. Yeah. I should, you know, and I often think, oh, they thought it was finished. Maybe I could have pretended to be finished. But no, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, live with that. So I did, went around and, oh, man, that, that last 10 kilometers is hard. Because you're going out the airport loop, right? It's so hard. And you know you're going to be done soon. Very, very you soon. You know you're going to, but not soon <laughs> enough, right? Yeah. 
And I've heard you ask other people about their mantras and... Do you have one? Yeah. I did for that okay. day. I've never had to use it again, but I had to pull that one out that day. And so I've had two children and I'm like, this is shorter than birth. This is shorter than birthing a child. This is shorter than birthing. That, that was my mantra to get me through because five hours was less than the time I had to be in the hospital with my children. <laughs> I mean, so we, that may be too much information, we, but that's had, what did it. We've had one other person mention that the marathon is the second hardest thing they had to do. I heard that, yes. Um, yeah. Maybe for me, the, the third, but <laughs> well, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, it's, it's, it was hard. And, uh, but really great. So my time was about 5.24. And not that I run for time, but... Yeah, it was it was a big accomplishment. Yeah, both of those sound like very personal challenges to yeah, get they through. Were, not yeah. just it's well, not just a marathon, but I started crying actually at at that one, and I w- I remember telling myself, "You've got two choices here. You can either keep crying or keep running," and um, I I stopped crying and kept running. So that was really it was great, and. Honestly, running was um, so therapeutic for me while my husband was ill, and then after his his death, I running before, during, and after just was it was a constant, mm-hmm. right? And um, just being a caregiver for him didn't do much for myself, but I did make sure to get out for those runs. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely an important thing, and it's not just a, a physical. It doesn't just help you physically, but it 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 really is good mentally running. Well, and, for me, that's the main reason I run now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for mental health and, um, you know, someone just asked. I think, did you ask Steve last week if he ever got bored? I did. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. someone asked me um, if I ever get bored on the long runs. And I'm like, no, never. Yeah. Never get bored. Like, you know, there's yeah. just so much thinking there's... and thoughts. And... That's true. So do you run with, like, I do or... sometimes. So if I'm running on the road, I don't. Okay. So. It, it is nice to be in your own headspace every once in a while. And yeah. Unplug. And just taking your surroundings. And what I've realized is that everywhere I run is just so beautiful. Like, if you can look up at the sky and your surroundings, <sighs> you know, like Halifax is great. No, mm. countryside in Nova Scotia is beautiful. Um, Winnipeg was great. Yellowknife here is great. Yeah. You and know, it's just sometimes you can so beautiful. take, like, Yellowknife for granted or mm-hmm. wherever you, you live. It, yeah. Just getting out there and seeing the whole neighborhood or taking a trail you don't often take it, it well every time i run by you. jackfish lake i i like my mm-hmm. breath is taken away on a sunny day <laughs> <laughs> running downhill because it's so wonderful like <laughs> you know it's just a place where i want to stay running downhill sun shining looking at the nice sparkly water it's just yeah. always beautiful yeah. I, 
I don't personally want to go out there. The, the other thing I do enjoy, even if I'm not running with people, but out and if there's other people out running, I just pass. Yeah. It's just great to see other people yeah. out there being active. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, I always leave to people. Even those short yeah. little highs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> people yeah. in cars always say, you know, I wave to you, I tooted it to you. I'm like, I'm not expending the energy <laughs> if you're in a car, but if you're running, I'm going to wave to you. <laughs> I don't see them. I just see the cars out of the yeah. corner of my eye, right? Oh, a lot of your runs are... Is it a solo thing, or do you prefer running well, with someone? Well, for the first or? number of years, I totally ran by myself. Once I got, you know, did the Learn to Run, and then, yeah, I just... I did run by myself, because um, I couldn't find a lot of friends who would come with me. <laughs> Still can't. But, um, so the, the year um, my husband was ill my daughter started running with me and so her and I would run we ran a couple of years together and then in 2014 my son started running with me so um you know I felt really great about that because I mm -hmm. felt that I had inspired them and they finally got old enough where they weren't embarrassed to run with their mom because, you know, they would never have done that when they were younger, right? Yeah. But you get in your 20s kind of thing and you're not so embarrassed anymore. Mm -hmm. So that part has been really great. Um, so mostly now, I, I do, we do run together, but um, I'm actually training for this upcoming event and there's no way he's going to do that. So no. I'm doing lots of running by myself. Is he going to be your again. crew? Uh, <laughs> I asked him. He basically said no. So I'm sure he'll be supporting you. Uh, yeah. Morally, at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, he'll run at least one of the 10k things with me. Yeah. yeah. It so. is nice when you inspire your family and get your yeah. kids out with you. And yeah. And my daughter now has three children, so she doesn't quite have the time yeah. to, to do that. But, but you yeah. planted those seeds and you know yeah. that they can go back to them at some point. And, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And, and it's interesting because I didn't know you, but, but I know I knew who you were. There's mm -hmm. certain people in town you see all the time. And I would always see you running with your son. And I said, mm -hmm. I want to know who that person is. Mm -hmm. So well, now that's... we are getting to know you. <laughs> now we know. Awesome. Yeah, so that is two weeks, three weeks away. Yeah, it's uh, three and a half weeks away. Are you nervous? Are you ready? <laughs> Am I nervous? Am I ready? <laughs> All right, so since I was 50, since I turned 50, I used to do a birthday thing at the field house. So I would run, I ran 50 laps on my 50th birthday. Okay. So I continued to do that. So, so I had a big, big birthday in January few months ago really big birthday uh 60 i am 60 and so i couldn't do the 60 laps at the field house because we haven't been going i mean people have been going but my son and i haven't been going mm -hmm. this winter we ran um i work at william mcdonald school this year school counselor and so we've been running in the fitness room there they have treadmills there or the gym Oh, okay. But mostly the treadmill because the gym is small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we've, we've been doing that throughout the winter. I turned 60 and I'm like, okay, what, what can I do here? What can I do to commemorate that? So when did you come up with this event? Oof. 
I, I put it out in January, I think. Did you put it out in January? I tried okay. to give people enough time to get ready. Okay, because I think I looked at it <laughs> initially, and I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most people. It, yeah. <laughs> was like, uh, no. Because I tried to do a virtual um, Blue Nose Marathon in November. So I did the training. I got mm-hmm. all the way up to 30 kilometers on the treadmill and in the little gym. And then the time came to do it, and I only ended up doing half a marathon because it was kind of cold. And mm-hmm. I'm like, half, I, I love to set goals, but I'm really easy on myself if I don't make them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that, that's be, a great right? way to be. Yeah, it really like, is. I, yeah. And it's funny because I go see Angela for osteopath, Angela Waller, and we talk about running lots, and she says, but you did the training for it. Because I'm like, ah, you know, I set this goal and I didn't do it. And But she's like, you did the training for it. So that's really good. And I said, yeah, you're right. That counts a lot. So that was in November. And then, yeah, January comes. I'm like, ooh, yeah, no, no thanks. Because <laughs> I thought if I couldn't get a marathon done in November, there was no way I could, you know, do much more than that or that. But I, so I don't know exactly when I signed up. I think it was March. I think it was March. And I'm like, how about doing 60 kilometers for my 60th birthday? Like, that sounds really great. Yeah. And everything That's in bad. running, in theory, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and you're midway through, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> so... Then That's I started, <laughs> it's a big goal. It's a big goal. So, and then I thought, okay, I'll never do it in six hours. I do not want to be doing it for 24 hours. <laughs> and I think, you know, I'll, I'll do the 12 hours. And so I have done that. And then the next thing I had to do was find a training plan. And there's not a whole lot of training plans. No. Right? Yeah, there's, it's, I have a coach. But, you have a coach. And, but there isn't a lot of plans. There are there. not a whole lot of training it's plans. It's like your book. The first book gets yeah. to the 5K and then after exactly. that, it's, like, it's, it's tough to find something. That, yeah. I think this I think this is a growing sport, though. These oh, it totally is. They're, it totally is. They're, yeah. they're not new. but And yeah. especially for older women, too. They just say there's something about the stamina and, you know, um, maybe not built for speed, but built for an endurance. Um, but anyway, so I found a few things and read, you know, lots of articles and read people's experiences and I kind of amalgamated some different training plans. And I even at one point took like a marathon training plan and added the 18 kilometers to it. Right. Because Mm -hmm. marathon is 42, 82. Yeah. And just kind of do the math and add up a little bit Mm -hmm. more. And I've got lots of papers at home that I've scratched different um, training things on because <laughs> I would, you know, f- find one and write it down and say, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I'd see something else and it's like, oh, maybe this is better. So it was kind of confusing there a bit. But one thing that I really appreciated hearing, Cam, is when you said, even though you're doing the 24-hour challenge, your your longest run is, what, six hours? Yep. Yeah. It's... So I thought that is great. In my plan. In your plan. Yeah. And a lot of things I read with ultramarathoning, you really can't 
do the long run required because it's just so long. Yeah. Right? And um, other ones said, and something I do believe, you can do like a couple long runs on uh, back-to-back, say Saturday and Sunday. You can build that way. Yeah. And they say what you do kind of through the week, through the month, through the months, mm-hmm. all adds up. It doesn't all necessarily have to be on those long runs. Yeah. However, where the long runs are important definitely are psychologically yes. and nutritionally. Yeah. So this past Sunday, um, my long run was 30 kilometers. So remember oh, Sarah nice. Cook, yeah. Dr. Cook? I am totally adopting her plan. She talked about running 10K in three hours. Oh, yeah. Right? And then she did it five times. I'm running awesome. 10K in two hours, six times. Nice. I can do that. Yeah. So is that how you did the 30? That's how I did the 30. And so how I started did the last weekend. So I started around 9 o'clock, left my house, just did the running around my house so I could come back to my house at you know, after 10 kilometers, um, changed my clothes, had some coffee, had a bit of peanut butter and banana, which is a very common staple I'm hearing. Yes. Does a trick for me. (laughs) I love it. Um, the, and because I did the 10 K in about an hour 20, I had 40 minutes before I set out again. Mm -hmm. So the second 10 K, my son and I went to the track and we did the 10 K there. And that took a little bit longer, actually six minutes longer, yeah. and then went home. And I actually showered after that time, changed again, um, new running shoes and all that, a bit more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Love coffee. Um, and set out again for my third, you know, 10K around my neighborhood again. Nice. <sighs> Felt a little queasy, you know, coming up onto the end of it, but mm-hmm. not too bad. So this weekend I'm going to do it four times. Nice. I'm going to do 40K. Sorry, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're going, you'll be doing that around town. You'll be doing the free bird option or the... Well, so the I did initially sign up for the track because I thought, oh, I spent the last summer there. Mm-hmm. I can do this. And then I realized how much harder it is. And I'm like, wait a minute. Let's maybe do some of, of it slipping. on the track. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind maybe starting out there oh, and has finishing. There. Exactly. We yeah. need to start there. <laughs> That's yeah. the rule. Yeah. But we don't, wouldn't have to do 10K there. No. No, but we'd start there. Absolutely. You could just start and go away. But I think I'll do my first 10K there. Okay. Then go home, do whatever, and then, I, I and then come be... back and do the last 10K. I want to do the last 10K at the track, oh, too. Yeah. I think it will be pretty exciting starting out there. Yeah. I think... Every... There's going to be a great atmosphere oh, yeah. starting. Yeah. Everyone's going to be excited. I'll definitely be there. My problem will be going too fast. I will have to watch that. Yeah. Even because make I... Make sure you go slow. I remember one of the blue nosers. Right here. I'm sure I was keeping up with the elite runners, like for 30 seconds. Because, <laughs> you know, there's so many people and it's, the bands are playing and the music is going. And it's just like, go. And it's like, wait a minute, Sandra. You have never run this fast in your life. Yeah. You well, cannot we'll to, sustain this. <laughs> we'll have to make sure our first playlist we go through is like classical music. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, Maybe a lot don't of ballads. play Bob Seger. Or... <laughs> yeah, something like that.
Yeah. Um, it's a great goal. And then when you turn 70, you have to do 70 kilometers. I know, right? <laughs> That's the thing with aging. Yeah. It doesn't go down. <laughs> it keeps going. So I read about this 80-year-old woman who did a 100-miler. Oh. Now over, oh, yeah, I, wow. yes, jaw-dropping, right? <laughs> I didn't mean to seem so shy. <laughs> no, it's amazing. And uh, it was over, um, was it two days or something? I think it was like two days. And she slept. Maybe it was over four days or something, but still, right? Like, yeah. So those are the people that inspire me. You know, the older folk who are still out there mm-hmm. just going for it. So yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. One of my favorites, athletes of all time, is Ed Whitlock. I've the, heard of him. Absolutely. He holds yeah. the uh, record for the marathon he over was seven. So fast. Yeah. So so yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah but a uh, slight, slight man. Yeah. Uh, he loved it, and yeah. he never trained hard. He, but he trained consistently, and. And this is what I'm learning about the ultras. Yeah, it's not necessarily training hard, but training consistently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you think that ultras are going to be a thing that you oh. want to do? It's like, yeah, I guess that's a, it's it's been ramping up here. Have, Sixty kilometers. There's that's ask me that question after. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's so funny because I never even considered this an ultra until about a month ago. Like yeah. I didn't realize that that's what I was going to do. This you know what I mean? Not just an ultra. This is sixty mm-hmm. kilometer run. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you can um, we'll tone see. it down to like a fifty kilometer, and that's still an ultra. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's a mega. But I'm not fifty years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it will be it will be um, a big learning curve for sure. I'm excited and yeah, also a little nervous because the nutrition, like I find, if on long runs, um, I don't want to eat anything, and yeah. I like I don't. I've never done gels. I've never done Gatorade. It's just typically what I run with is hard candy. I don't mm-hmm. even eat like through a marathon kind of thing. I think that's pretty much all gels are. They're just sugar. Yeah. Just to get glucose yeah. into you. Yeah, exactly. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, it's, it's something you're going to have to make sure you do when you're doing this stuff. Yeah, and that's why um, I like the breaking it up into the 10 kilometers because, mm-hmm. you know, that with that break, yeah, it's something you have to do. You have to take in a little, yeah. little bit of. So I'm, I'll have that already at my house, and so I'll be my crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, very exciting. What yeah. are you going to do immediately afterward? Do you have like a? Uh, are you going probably for like... like an Epsom salts bath? <laughs> yeah. I think there's going to be a number of people who do that. <laughs> and drink a lot of chocolate milk, because that's I, that's my go-to after. And, you know, eat whatever, just whatever is available. Kind of, you know, snack on it the rest of the day. <laughs> snack on it the rest of the week. Sleep a lot. What I found is that with these long runs, I find it um, more difficult to sleep at night. So yeah. I don't more know difficult. if it's still to... Okay. Yeah. Well, the endorphins yeah. are going. I think okay. so. And just yeah. the adrenaline. And I think it takes me a long time to kind of unwind from that so but it's okay because school will be done at, at that point so i don't have to worry about it are you on Strava? no no Did... i use runkeeper okay yeah but the indoor ones it doesn't record indoor, indoor ones no they don't do very good do you still yeah i do but i'm not great at it you know so there's so many runs that i haven't recorded because 
yeah, I'm not really into numbers and, you know, times and stuff like that. But okay. my phone has, I think I have something like 700 and some activities and 6,600 kilometers since 2011, something like that. Wow. But it is interesting. We, we often do these races and we, we train so hard for that one day. Right. And and uh, at the end of a race, personally, I'm I'm like... I, I get emotional about it because oh, me too. all of the effort that I put yeah. in is now I've done, I'm done. And yeah. now what, what do I, I do? I cry at the end of every, <laughs> every run. Yes. But where do you go after that? Exactly. And, and it is, it's a nice idea to like use your new superpowers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, even if you dial them back a little bit. Oh, totally. Necessarily dial them back. Because then you'll but... just do a marathon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just take it down in a marathon. <laughs> exactly. Take one in my back pocket. <laughs> but... But yeah, they so instead of just stopping and throwing it all yeah, away, where do you go? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's taken a lot to get there. So mm-hmm. we'll stay there for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bonus speed round, Sandra. Thank you. <laughs> and oh, so all right. The, I think last round we forgot to award the points, so we still have ten points. Ooh, <laughs> you mean I can us. get double? You can get double. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we. <laughs> I don't think we, I know yeah. I never got them. No. <laughs> we asked the questions, but I don't think we actually awarded them. Yeah. So we have an extra 10 points for you. It's my lucky day. Yeah. But we're well, still just 10 questions. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So there'll be like double the points. Anyways, <laughs> if uh, just for anyone listening, uh, this is the rapid fire bonus speed round. Uh, we'll ask 10 questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to answer as quick as you can. And at the end of it, we'll... You'll either get all the points or none of the points. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. I'll go first. Okay. (laughs) Do you display all your medals? No. They are stuffed away in a bin. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What's what's your favorite shirt you got from a race? I don't have a favorite. I like the technical running shirts. So... um, you know, I've got one from the Blue Nose. Maybe, let's say the Blue Nose. You know, okay. it's close to home. Nice. Yeah. I, well, close to where I grew up. This is my home, but oh. it's close to where I grew up. I saved I, a follow-up question. Okay. Do you display your bibs? No. Oh, no. They're stuffed in the same place. Same I place? Think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No displaying. <laughs> no displaying. What type of hard candy do you have on your runs? Yeah, you know those fruit hard candies? You get them in Walmart. They're in a bag. Oh. They're just fruit okay. hard. Yeah. I can picture them. Yeah. Okay. Always have a stash of those. Yeah. Nice. Not the blue ones, though. They get all... They, they're bad. The <laughs> color comes out all over your mouth. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how long do you use a pair of shoes for before you replace them? Pretty much until I start getting holes in the sides, but when I buy shoes, I buy like ten pair at a time. Oh, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah, I do. I, I'm just, I love shoes. A new brand or a the same? They're always Asics. Okay. But I can never figure out, you know, the numbers. Like I'm not that. I don't care too much about the numbers, so I'll buy one of each style. So I, the last batch I bought was probably you know three four years ago, and I'm still rotating through them. Where's your favorite place to run in town? Mm, yeah, I think I, I think I mentioned it. You know, the 
the airport road done that so many times because when I ran alone I, I ran a lot there and um, yeah just going down the hill from the power plant right and um, just Jack going down Lake. yes yeah that's my favorite little spot I'm going to say nice. do you have a dream run you'd like to do um, no I don't no. no I do like to travel and, you know, I'd like to combine the running with sightseeing and family vacation and all that. Um, I'm going to take that back. So Hawaii is my very favorite place to oh, yeah. run. We've been a couple times in the last few years. And it's amazing. It's hot, but it's not, right? Like there's, there's always the breeze. And I always feel like after I don't even need to stretch because it's just so humid and wonderful and fabulous so which yeah. which island honolulu uh, i've been to maui that? and um Kauai, so oh. any of them they're all spectacular <laughs> <laughs> what is the coldest what uh you will run in <laughs> yeah i do not do winter running outside the coldest probably was minus 15-ish, but in Nova Scotia in March when it wasn't supposed to be that cold. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here we run until like the end of October. Try to, even November, some Novembers we've run, but yeah. I had pneumonia in 2014 and so I'm just really careful about that now. Yeah. Don't want to do that again. That wasn't no. fun. Um, what what would you like to see at the ultra race? Oh, that's my question. <laughs> um, is there going to be some music playing? You know, I'm I'm very easy to please, so I don't have any requests. Perfect. I think it's fabulous <laughs> that you're organizing it. Um, like we said, even if I didn't do all the fun runs last year, I appreciate all of the organization and. Um, I'm going to try to do them all this year to get the medal. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, I, like I say, I appreciate everything that is done. So I will not ask for anything. Right, we can about cancel them the jugglers <laughs> and the clowns, right? <laughs> yeah, we were thinking of a DJ. <laughs> I got shot down. <laughs> I might have a few Elvis requests, but other yeah. than that, <laughs> you can book the speaker. We are okay. going to make it available to be booked. Okay. So. All right, put a few songs on there. Right. Last question. Oh, I'm going to get stumped. <laughs> That's your last question. Uh, what will you have for breakfast going into that race? Or, yeah. Yeah, so I probably won't eat anything for that first 10K. Because okay. that's what I did before. I'll have coffee and, yeah. And that may not sound, you know. Uh, but a lot of people, that's yeah. They go with either a light breakfast or none. What I what I learned is that in when we eat, what we eat two days before a run is actually more important than what we eat the day before the run, like nutritionally, because okay. it takes that long for our bodies to absorb it and give us the nutrition we need. Um, I just need to make sure that the day before I'm not eating anything that I haven't eaten before. Okay. So. It'll just be, you know, 
bananas and peanut butter and yogurt and chicken and just, you know, yeah, a hodgepodge of that. Stick with the basics. Because remember, I'm going to eat after every 10K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little I, bit, yeah. I, I think that's 10. We'll just consult. No, I have one more. I just can't really You have get a bonus? <laughs> no, no, I, I started. Oh, no, I'm done. You're done. I did. Okay. okay. We'll consult the judges. I lose, I lose because I... Print <laughs> lost track of... You can have all the points. Thank you. All 20, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, spend them wherever you want. Thank you. <laughs> well, I will spend them wisely. Well, we're 0% discounted overland sports. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming, and thank you for sharing uh, your, your personal story, and we, we really appreciate it, and we've really enjoyed this chat.